shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. What's the biggest challenge that you face in your business? Is it retaining and recruiting employees? If so, you need to listen up today. Joining me is Brett Fowler, Executive Vice President of Employee Benefits with Turner Winsmith, and we're going to be talking about employee benefits today, as his title would imply. Brett, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for having me, Phil. Brett is a great friend. Uh, I know Brett in many ways. I can't even even list all the ways, (laughs) but in... All the roles that I interact with him in and his community leadership and youth coaching roles and just being a good friend, um, I'm excited that I get to learn about employee benefits today because in that, he most certainly is an expert. So, Brett, tell us how you got to where you're at at Turner Wynn Smith running the Employee Benefits Department. Yeah, so uh, Employee Benefits, I've kind of been around insurance my entire life. Um, Dad is in the business and uh, was in the business when I was uh, when I was born. So came in, known insurance um, since I was little, but we moved to Gainesville uh, when I was in third grade, and uh, my dad joined Turner Wynn Smith Insurance at the time. Um, and uh, since then, I uh, went to college and was trying to decide what I wanted to do, and it was kind of during the downturn of in 2008 and, and opted to... Uh, to come back and uh, and work in the insurance business, went to the risk management insurance school at the University of Georgia. Um, number one, uh, not only in football but in in risk management. Good so, dogs. Um, so it was uh, an easy transition back here and and uh, started uh, coming up on 15 years ago um, at Turner Wynn Smith. So it's it's flown by. And I will note, please go back, audience. If you missed, this is actually part two of our uh, overall uh, commercial insurance, if you will. Um, Series and we start out with Trey Wood, who's over commercial insurance at Turner One Smith. So go back and listen to that if if you haven't got a chance to. But we want to cover the whole gamut for for our our business owners. So employee benefits, I hear that. I and I think uh, insurance, right? But. Tell us what all goes into employee benefits. Yeah, so an employee benefit package can mean a lot for you know different size groups, but um, typically it's your medical insurance, your dental, vision, uh, life, disability. Uh, so you know you have your worksite products as well, that critical illness, cancer insurance, mm. um, hospital indemnity. I mean the list goes on, but it touches a lot of different product lines, and um, you know, but primarily the ones that people think of most commonly are you know your medical insurance and, and dental and vision are probably your top three. But it's a, that plethora of of options. Okay, so when I if I'm a business owner out there. Let's let's look at two different things. First, if I already have some employee benefits, and and two, if I don't. So, talk to our audience who doesn't have, yeah. uh, doesn't offer medical. Let's say, yeah. So, I mean, if you do not offer medical insurance currently, um, if you're under fifty employees, you're not required to offer insurance. So, under fifty employees, not required to offer anything. Though many small employers do. Um, the first step to to get insurance is really to get a census of your employees. Um, requires you know, names, date of birth, zip codes, and, and that's what an insurance broker would need in order to provide you with quotes. Um, an independent insurance, you know, agency can quote you with every insurance company. So Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Humane.
Humana, Cigna, Aetna, you know, the list goes on, um, could get quotes from all of them. If you're over 50 employees, you're required to offer insurance or you would face a penalty. Um, so if, if somebody is out there with over 50 employees, then um, that's a, a must-have, and that's something that groups as they're, as they're growing have to keep that, that threshold in mind um, if they don't offer insurance. Okay. So let's talk about those thresholds again in a second. If you're just joining us, uh, welcome to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Brett Fowler, uh, who is dropping some knowledge on us about employee benefits. So you mentioned the big carriers. All right. So you as a broker, a broker is somebody who uh, really consults with and offers advice and is the intermediary to help someone navigate a marketplace. So there's the big carriers, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, whatnot. But then if I am if I'm in a market, like if I live in Northeast Georgia, or how tell me about the interaction. I know I see sometimes in our audience who have seen, hey, the hospital's renegotiating their Blue Cross Blue Shield contract. How does that work? Because the interplay between the insurance carrier and the healthcare providers is key to using the services, right? Oh yes, yeah. It's uh, and it can be a complicated matter. You know, a lot of times those contracts go down to the very much to the deadline, um, and so not only are we hearing the hospitals hearing it, uh, you know, from people, but we're hearing it from our our customers, and and uh, they're worried about are their employees going to have their benefits. So mm. it's something that we typically have to navigate with the big carriers every you know three to five years, um, and and we keep those dates in mind so that if we're making a recommendation to an employer. Mm. Um, we're talking to the hospital. We have a good relationship with the hospital staff to say, you know, that are doing the contracting to say, hey, you know, who's up for renewal and do you expect uh, any any ugly negotiations, uh, you know, for lack of a better term there. So it, it is one of those things that we keep in mind. And as we're making a recommendation, there's a lot of employers that keep that in mind. If there's two companies that are close and one of them's coming up for a contract mm-hmm. negotiation, they might go with the other insurance carrier in order to avoid um, having to have that, uh, that interruption potentially within their plan year. Mm. That brings up such a, an important thing about, I think, about folks who are in a broker position, you know, is that it really is incumbent upon you uh, to be that consultant. So that, what a key piece of advice to get a, beyond if I'm looking to, you know, see what I'm going to do for employee benefits for my employees next year. It comes down to so much more than price. I need to be hearing from someone like you. Okay, well, here's what you need to keep in mind. Here's this issue. Here's upcoming changes in regulations, etc. Yeah, and, we, and that's why we, we we always preach, you know, doing business local. Um, mm. It's one of those things to where if your business is located here, your employees are going to the doctors and hospitals in this area. So it's important to have somebody that is familiar with this area advocating on your behalf and giving you the information. Um, nothing against the folks in the in the Atlanta area, but they're not gonna. They're gonna have more knowledge on that Atlanta market than they would this Gainesville market, um, and, and so that's a, a, a key. In addition, you know, everyone can bring a rate to the table, and that's where I think you, you've got to differentiate yourself and and get creative, not only in plan design but in the education to to the employees and the group population. Those are all important factors that that go into building out a, a benefit package. Mm. W- one thing I'm hearing that's key for. Anyone listening, whether you are a broker of some sort or whatever type of business you're in, bring extra to your customers. So many things are a commodity. Banking's a commodity. Insurance is in many ways a commodity. How can you add more? How can you differentiate? If you've got a coffee shop, how can you remember your customers' names or give them detail info on the kind of brew that you're making? What can you do extra 
which you certainly do. So tell me this as you are doing that, and I and I always get the sense from you, you are passionate about what you do in serve, serving your clients. How much more rewarding is that? Oh yeah, well it's it, we we love to go out and do on-site education meetings. So I like to get out in front of of the employee population of a group. Um, if you look at the spend of most employers, healthcare is typically the second largest expense behind salaries. Wow. So the, the benefit package is usually a large, um, you know, large number for, for these groups. And so we like to get out and do education to the employees, talk about ways they can save money by using low cost facilities, um, you know, using, you know, how to shop for your health care, how to shop for pharmacies. Um, there is a big cost difference between those entities. And we want to make sure that the employees are educated on it so that they're making, you know, decisions that are not only the best fit for their family, but also to help the insurance plan and, and, and help, help have a good renewal in future years. Mm, we're going to need to talk in the next segment about how to do the shopping. I, I, this was probably five or six years ago, and I got um, my primary care doc, who's great, uh, referred me to get an MRI. And it was like $2,500 or something. And I was like bemoaning this cost to the folks in the office, and someone told me, well, you can go over here and walk there, and it's $500. And it just blew my mind. I had no idea of even the concept that you could shop these things and get the same services for potentially less. All right, we are coming up on our break. So let's go right after our break. We'll talk about hey, how to be a savvy user of um, medical uh, as you look at employee benefits and, and how that will help you with your customer or with your employees and your overall plan, and then uh, how it will help you as a user. So uh, join us when we come back in a few minutes with Brett Fowler. I'm your host, Phil Benelli on North Georgia. Business Radio X. How do you best utilize healthcare services to serve you, your employees, your company? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I am your host, Phil Benelli. Honored to be here with Brett Fowler of Turner Wynn Smith Insurance, our guru on employee benefits. Thanks for still being here, Brett. Wow. I'm glad to be talking through he, this. He wanted to leave during the break, yeah. but we didn't let him. He's got good info to share. So what we were chatting about, I, I shared a story right before the break about my epiphany that uh, I had options when it came to the utilization of certain uh, healthcare services like certain tests, exams, things like that. Let's talk about how can I be a savvy shopper, Brett? Yeah, we, we've never really been taught uh, that we can shop for our health care. And that's something just a, as a marketplace that pe- a lot of people are still not aware of. And it's, I mean, you've been able to, been able to do it for years. Uh, so one of the things that we really go through with, with our employer groups is making sure that they're aware that if their insurance company has a price transparency tool, uh, a lot of the insurance mm-hmm. companies now have on their app or online, they have a tool where you can go in and you can put in what type of procedure you're having, whether it be an MRI, a CT scan, um, some type of, of procedure. And it not only ranks it by low cost, but also high quality Uh, Mm because it's important. We don't always just want to go to the cheapest place if it's not going to be a quality provider. But if we can get 
high quality, meaning good results, um, then we also have the ability to have low cost, high quality, and, and package those together. So that will allow an individual to shop for their health care. And many times where deductibles in today's range are, are you know, three, five thousand dollars, anytime you can get a low cost, uh, you know, MRI or CT scan, uh, maybe an outpatient surgery, those things are ultimately going to come back to you in the form of savings, you know, to your pocket. Okay. And so, does it matter much if, like, I'm an employer? Do does do I want my employees? I want them to spend less because that's going to help my plan. Am I thinking about that right? If a group is fully insured, then the the claims will not have a real effect on okay. on their uh, their rates. But many groups we want to be level funded or even self funded, and in those cases it very it is very important. But we still educate everybody, even if you're fully insured, on these topics because the goal is to move them from fully insured to level funded, where their rates are medically underwritten and the claims are based off of. Uh, the rates are based off your claims each year. So if we can get them educated mm. on doing the low-cost, high-quality providers, then ultimately that'll help them shift into being a better a better group, which we can get into then level-funded or self-funded, and then it really starts mattering because that's how the insurance carriers look at your rates. What are you paying in a premium versus what are they paying out in claims? And ultimately, if you're making money for them, then they're going to want to keep you as a client and your increases will be minimal. Okay. Another great lesson to take from Brett for whatever it is that you do. All right. So two things I heard right before the break, Brett mentioned he loves to do uh, employee education. So once he has gotten a, let's say you sign up a new customer and they're going to, they've got 200 employees, they're going to do their employee benefits with you. Whee, that's great. Um, and he could just say, hey, great, we're getting paid. That's, that's it. Yeah. But he continues to deeply service them. And A, again, as we mentioned, that's just more rewarding. It's good to actually serve people and do a good job. But how much more likely are you to continue to keep that customer when you do that? Um, Yeah, I mean, we love to do mandatory open enrollment meetings. And that's hard for some Mm. groups, especially in the manufacturing, to pull their employees off of it. I could argue, though, that it's worth their time to spend 30 minutes to an hour. And we break them up into groups of maybe 20 to 40 employees. They come out and uh, we get them in a break room and and go over all the education around it. And and it's not just a one-year thing. It's a continued education because not only are you bringing on more staff each year who haven't heard that same message, Mm -hmm. but sometimes people need to hear things a couple times before it resonates. Maybe they they didn't have uh, anything in their life going on that needed that health care, but then the next year they do. And so it is important not only do it when you make a change, but to have ongoing annual uh, education meetings with your staff. Right. I I was actually surprised you mentioned that uh, oftentimes employee benefits are the second highest cost behind payroll. So if this is going to be a very meaningful and worthwhile investment for your company, use every resource out there, listeners, to fully maximize it. Make sure people are using it and seeing the benefit because if they don't see how valuable it is, you're not getting the bang for your buck of retaining employees. If you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, welcome. Uh, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Brett Fowler, VP of Employee, Executive VP of Employee Benefits at, at Turner Wynn Smith Insurance. Tell us, Brett, I know that when it comes to getting employee benefits, 
Uh, we touched a little bit on the size of the company, but there are different buckets companies fit in. What are those buckets and what are the differences? Yeah, so you have the individual market. Uh, maybe you have a, a small group uh, that doesn't offer benefits or maybe the business owner is just a one-man shop. They might need individual business. And then you have the one to 50 employee market. Um, it can be a one-person group. A lot of people don't realize that, but it can be a one-person group as long as it's not the business owner. And then you have 51 to 99 and then you have the 100 plus segment. Obviously, you can, as you scale up in the 250 plus, 500 plus, um, you know, you start seeing more self funded, but really the, the three main market segments are, are the, that small group, one to 50, the 50 to 99, and then the 100 plus market. Okay. And the the tools at their disposal, I guess, change some. How do the rates often compare? Yeah, there's just different rules in each market. So in the in the 1 to 50 market, uh, a lot of times it is based off of fully insured or it could be medically underwritten. Whereas when you get over 50 employees, it becomes all medically underwritten. So they are going to look at the risk of the organization to determine what the rates would be. And then in the 100 plus, you know, you become more credible the larger you are. And, and therefore, uh, you know, your claims risk is going to be more important to determining what the rates you know would be. All right, so you mentioned the terms fully insured and medically underwritten. Let's unpack what those two mean for our listeners. Yeah, so fully insured is where a company the rates are only based off of the date of birth the and the zip code for the most part for a group. So you could have the healthiest group or the unhealthiest group, but if those metrics were the same, they would get the same rates. Okay. We see groups that stay fully insured that maybe have some underlying medical conditions present in the group. Um, if they're a small group, maybe 10 employees, but they have an ongoing cancer, um, for example, that's going to be a large claim. And a, and a group that's an uh, insurance carrier that's going to medically underwrite is not going to see that as a, as a customer they would want to take on at the time. So we might have to transition that group into a fully insured segment where they can't be penalized for their conditions. Ah. When we talk about level funded, we talk about well, that's where they're going to look at the group from a medical risk. So some, some of the carriers will require you to complete medical applications. And that way they can get a pulse of what's going on within the groups. Other times the carriers will look at your, you know, your age and your date of birth, but they'll also run a prescription history oh, to determine wow. what kind of risk. So they can tell if, if Brett's a diabetic, then therefore we need to do this, uh, this rate upload because we know that he's going to be having this drug and these expenses. Um, and that's how they determine what the rates would be if, if they're going to, in that level funded market, if you don't do applications. So it really, it's one of those where when the level funded market, it's a great place to be because your risk is based off of you as a group, but you're still sheltered by the carrier's book of business. So if you had a mm -hmm. bad claims year, they might increase your rates, but you're also shielded a little bit by the book of business, and they're not just going to penalize just, just you. I see. It's a complex world. I'm glad you're guiding folks <laughs> through it. You mentioned before on the focus on working with someone local, advocating on, your, on behalf of your clients. What does that look like? What is that advocacy, you know, how does that transpire? Yeah, I think just the local relationships here, we have a lot of times where insurance, I mean, it can be just that somebody's information was inputted in the system wrong. They're at the doctor's office and they need to see the doctor and the insurance isn't showing active. Uh, a lot of times we'll get that call and our, our team at the office will get it. Mm. Um, we write a lot of the insurance for the medical practices here. So it, you might be at a provider that we 
work with. Uh, so we have direct contacts and we'll call the provider on your behalf, you know, screen share, show them a, a oh, wow. snippet of information that says they are active. I'm not sure why it's not showing. Please hold the claim, see the member, let's get it fixed on the back end. And, and so we don't want someone to make a trip to a doctor's office and then have to leave because, you know, the insurance wasn't, wasn't working. So just that local relationship with the provider community, they know who we are. So if you're seeing them and we mm-hmm. have an issue, we can call them and, and get that, get that resolved. I love that. So, you know, again, this is the second largest annual investment for many business owners and their company. So, you know, don't go and utilize someone or a firm in which you're going to be a number. Utilize a firm where you have their number. And they're kind of the 800-pound gorilla in the market so they can go exert influence to help you and your employees out. I love that. All right, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what it was like coming into working with your dad and working with this long uh, legacy company. Uh, on North Georgia Business Radio X. Do you have children who you want to come work in your business? Or are you a person who came into a family business what are the best ways to do either end of that equation we're going to talk about that now with our guest brett fowler executive vice president of employee benefits at turner Wynn smith here on north georgia business radio x and i of course am your host lucky to be here with brett today phil benelli so brett you mentioned you've been in the insurance business since you were born really because your dad uh is a great professional in the insurance business so tell me you know that is something that uh, it could have been a turnoff for the industry, but it was something that you liked the industry. So what drew you to it, and what are some keys to success, do you think, coming in and working with and for a parent? Yeah, I'd have to say, I mean, I've got to be around it all the way away from as a young child uh, in eighth, ninth grade. I was there and I would clean out the storage room at Turner Wynn Smith. And so I can, I was doing filing for the accounting department, did my, in high school, worked there some, and then did my internship ultimately there in, in college. And, uh, and came back. So even despite all of that, decided to come back. But uh, the thing for me, I think, is I, I love sales. Uh, I love to be able to bring a solution, you know, to companies. And, uh, and, and you mentioned, we were talking a little bit about the competitive side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I realized that in order to write business, you know, an individual has to, to hire you. Sometimes they have to fire somebody and it is a competitive business and you want to be able to bring value um, to that. So I realized being in a small, smaller town, even though Gainesville is growing, that uh, these are people, these customers were people that I'm going to see at the ball fields, at church, <laughs> uh, at the grocery store. And so if we're not doing a good job, we're going to hear about it. And, and that's important, um, you know, for, for me is that coming into it and just uh, building on the legacy that Turner Winsmith already had, but, but bringing value to our customer base. I love that. So, so tell me about this. When you were uh, 7th and 8th grade working there cleaning out the filing cabinets or closets and filing things, what was that like? Was it like, hey, Brett, 
you better go do this? Or was it like, hey, dad, I want to help out? Was it more voluntary? Were you forced to do things? No, I I wanted to be around the business. And I think that was the first entryway into being into the business and and really got to see some things. Uh, You would be like, filing, how are you you seeing things? But you get to see the company names. And you're like, oh, we do the Mm. business. We do the insurance. And I would say we, but Turner Wynn Smith does the business for so-and-so. And and, and just to really get an, an idea of who all Turner Wynn Smith at the time represented. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, especially at that age, it was the, the who's who of, of, of Gainesville. And, and those were people that, that, you know, you looked up to um, as those business owners. Okay, I love that. So if I'm hearing you correctly, hey, your dad's there working at the insurance company. You were like, hey, dad, I'm curious about this. So he, you wanted to get plugged in. He plugged you in in ways that you were able to be plugged in. And that continued to develop an interest. Correct. Yeah, and it went it went a little bit further each year, and then yeah, I actually got licensed while I was in college. Oh wow! Um, while I was there interning, so it didn't sell anything, but went ahead and went through all the licensing courses so that I would be ready to go upon graduation. And many people in our insurance uh, in the insurance program at Georgia went on to work for insurance companies, and, and a lot of people do that initially before they go on to an agency role, just because you don't have a mentor that's willing to devote all the time that is probably mm-hmm. necessary to get a 22-year-old up and running out of business. Um, you mentioned Trey earlier. Trey and I were lucky enough that with both of our dads working there that they had a, a vested interest in us being successful. And that ultimately played in the decision to come back at a younger age rather than going to work for an insurance company first and then transitioning back is that we had that direct um, relationship mm. there. They're willing to, to, to spend the time necessary to bring us up to speed to make us you know, successful at a younger age. I love it. If if you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Brett Fowler, and really just talking shop on some best practices of getting your kids engaged in your business. So tell me this, if uh, banks said, hey, dad, I want to work at Turner Wynn Smith as I get older, what are some of the things you would tell him, and what are some things you would do to set him up as a successful agent? Yeah, I think for from my standpoint, it's really, you know, I want him to see that it's not just about the business side of things. I mean, he gets to see uh, the volunteer, you know, that's mm-hmm. something that Turner Wynn Smith, we advocate that we want everybody to be involved, whether you serve on a nonprofit, you coach a sports team, but we see value of giving back to the community. So I hope he sees that from, from what we do already in the community. But uh, you know, just bringing him around and, and letting him um, letting him see just the the business side of it. Um, whether you know he wanted to be in insurance or not, I think it's important just to to at least expose expose someone like uh, as expose your kids to the options that are out there. And and the one thing I like about insurance is that we're touching so many different businesses that you can see what other businesses are out there. And right. So maybe it's not insurance, but just by exploring the watching the insurance of that business, you could learn more about other options that are in, you know, that are available out there. For sure. And you've got to, you know, you've got to get pretty intimately aware and involved in their business, really understand it. So yeah, it gives you a great purview to what's going on and what are the keys to success. So let me ask you this for our, if, I, if we've got some listeners out there who maybe have joined a family business or who are going into it, let's say, they're using an example of, of your oldest what would you want to see from him and what would you really not want to see from him if he came and started working under you? Yeah, I think just coming in and, and working hard. 
I think a lot of times when you have family businesses, a lot of people lean on the success of their parent or mm. grandparent, and they don't feel like they have to put in the effort. And that was one thing that I didn't want to come in and, and feel like anything was given to me. I wanted to make sure we earned it and that take the business from the level it was at to another level right. versus just maintaining. And so that's what, you know, from an, just instilling that in him to make sure that, you know, it wasn't just coming in to to check that box of, of being there and continuing it's how can you come in and make it make it better I love that and if you think about you know there's stages in life so when you all came in you're fresh out of school the number one risk management insurance program in the US go dogs there you go but still you know in many ways you don't really know anything till you start working right so you're blessed that you were in a position to learn from experienced folks and you had the humility and the hard work and drive that you did that So you learned and you worked hard and applied yourself, all right? But because you're younger and have a different level of energy than the generation before you, that allowed you to then take the business to another level, which is so key. Well, and and in sales, coming out... I looked really young at at 22 and calling on businesses. And if you're going to trust somebody that has... Um, you know, that, that's really going to that's going to have a second most expense of your of your business potentially uh, with with that. That's a big risk. And so there were many times initially going out on sales calls that we would joke and call it the gray hair effect. I would bring <laughs> my dad along and uh, and he wouldn't have to say much during the meeting. But it was one of those just to have him there to know that there was a level of expertise outside of just me if there was a comfort level. Um, and uh, and so we, we joke about that. Looking back, that was a lot of the first meetings, but he was willing to to, to, to go and, and spend that time with, with me uh, to make sure that we earn, earn the business you know, as, a, as a team sale approach. I love that. So outside of, uh, of the, uh, a broker's appearance or an agent's appearance, what are some things our listeners need to look for in uh, the broker's going to be providing their employee benefits? Yeah, it's got to be more than just rate. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people in our industry and that uh, that are only selling on on rates. And while that's an important factor in making your initial decision, that's just the first step of a employee benefit package. It's you know what kind of material are they giving to your employee? What education um, are they doing? Is there ongoing education? Not every group wants that, but are they offering that up? You know, as you get larger in size, then what programs do they have? You mm. know, there's uh, there's you know, benefit admin systems and, you know, there's um, a lot of a lot of different cost transparency tools that can be, as you get larger, that become more important. And are, is the benefits broker providing those to you? And uh, and what does their offering look like in that umbrella? So, um, you know, but again, it's just, it's it's more than, I'd say, to sum that up, it's, it's more than cost, um, it's relationships, and then, you know, what, what other value adds can they bring to the table? I love that. So, you know, you need... More, more than cost, which they're going to get you the most competitive cost. Local has a lot of value because they can advocate for you locally and understand the intricacies of your local health market. Obviously, service and responsiveness. How much are they advocating for you and how much are they educating your employees? And then, uh, depending on your size, to what other programs can they expose you? So uh, these are some things to look for if you have employee benefits or want to add them, which you uh, should look for in a broker. We're going to talk a little bit more about how to be a savvy pharmacy utilizer up next on North Georgia Business Radio X.
Are all pharmacies created equal? They all sell Tylenol, right? We're going to talk a little bit about that. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Brett Fowler, Executive Vice President of Employee Benefits at the Turner Wooden Smith Insurance. And we spoke a little earlier in the show. If you're just joining us, be sure to go listen back um, on how to be a savvy utilizer of healthcare services, uh, things like CT scans, MRIs, things like that, but also... Uh, not all pharmacy is, are created equal. Tell us about that, Brett. One of the things that uh, during COVID, we were crunching numbers and, and we weren't added out meeting with clients as much just because we were doing Zoom meetings allowed us a little bit more time. We really dug into pharmacy data. And one of the things we found and we what we do for not only our small groups, but we, we view self-funded claims from our large groups to help in the education of our small groups. And so what we mm. saw in the, in the large group market and the self-funded market is that oftentimes the same prescription, same dosage varied greatly by what pharmacy you were getting it filled at. And again, it's not to pick on any pharmacies in particular, but what we found in that review is that your mom and pop pharmacies, so your local pharmacies, and your grocery store chain pharmacies are your low-cost pharmacies. Mm. The big box retail pharmacies are your most expensive pharmacies. And again... That's just what the data has shown. There's larger spreads there. And we've been able to really see savings in our groups in that education. It becomes more important when you're level funded or self-funded because those are claims that you're you're saving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and ultimately, we are making that education. We have many groups that in the self-funded market, they have put tiers in. So it's a lower cost if you go to a mom or pop or a, or a grocery store chain, higher cost copay if you go to a retail location. This is such, you know, see, it's so interesting. That's why we have experts on the show. That surprised me because you think of the big box retail as driving costs down. And as uh, the host of a radio show, which is all about local business, my heart is overjoyed hearing that the mom and pops are the place you need to go. So go to your local pharmacy, They'll be happier there, and you'll probably save some money while you're in there. You got it. So, uh, you we talked a little bit about how, you know, at Turner Wynn Smith, you all uh, focus on having your employees serve in the community, which you certainly do a lot of. And you are the upcoming chairman of the board for the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for that great work. Yeah, looking forward to it. And we our other multi, uh, multi-show segment we're doing is on the chamber. We've got Nikki coming up soon to talk about some things with existing industry. But um, tell us about a benefit of the chamber being that you could possibly get a better employee benefits plan. Yeah, so if you are a member of a chamber in the state of Georgia, so obviously if you're located here in the North Georgia region, we hope you're going to be a member of the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce. But if you're a member of a chamber, then you have access to the Chamber Smart insurance plan with Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. It is a medically underwritten product, uh, and it is in the 2 to 50 employee market for the most part there. Um, but it is a, a great product. A lot of groups uh, have transitioned to it. But in order to be eligible for it, you do have to be a chamber member. And we all always try to advocate. We quote it for our groups. And if they're not a chamber member, it's a good reason to join. Uh, but it, it is a, a value add of being, you know, the many things that you get of being a chamber member. That is one that a lot of people are joining the chamber for so they can get the benefit of, of joining that plan. I love that. What makes the plan better? Is it the cost or the way the benefits are set up? It, it is medically underwritten, but you're in a cost share of all the other chamber members. Ah. Um, and, and so your rates, uh, your rates are, are based on you 
true as a risk of a group, but you're also shielded a little bit by the group as a whole. We typically see the rate increases don't fluctuate as high as they do when on a standalone market. Um, so again, you have to be you have to be medically underwritten. You have to be a good risk, but if you are a good risk, it is a great product to be in, and uh, and it continues to to sell um, very strong in this marketplace. I love that. So that's a great benefit of the chamber. Uh, I believe that there's a chamber membership drive going on right now. Is that correct? There, that is. Yeah. So we we are uh, in the thick of of the membership drive, and a lot of great value adds for joining during the membership drive. So this is just one of the many. Um, but uh, definitely check that out if if you're not a current uh, chamber member. All right. If you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, uh, as we go into our last segment with Brett Fowler. Executive Vice President of Employee Benefits at Turner Wooden Smith, also the soon-to-be um, Chairman of the Board for the Chamber. I'm your host, Phil Benelli. I'm on the board under Brett's soon-to-be leadership. One thing to kick off our last segment, go join the Chamber if you're not a member yet, because uh, it helps the community in many ways, and you can save on your employee benefits. Um, I, I do want to touch on, uh, we talked about uh, a little bit ago what makes a good relationship with employee benefits. And and this has been very eye-opening to me. I did not know, again, that it was the second highest uh, cost many, many uh, companies have. Um, and it is it is something that helps you retain and get employees. I mean, I, I would find it very surprising if somebody went from a company that had a group plan to a company that did not have a group plan. Right. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of groups, even in the small group segment, that are having to beef up their benefit package to compete for employees today. And, and a lot of people think that if they beef up their employee benefit package, meaning that you offer more benefits, maybe you offer just more than medical, you offer life and disability, people think that you have to pay for that. But you can do it on a voluntary basis. A lot mm. of times, employees... They just want to have it offered to them. Uh, so it, it could be on a voluntary basis where if the employee wants it, they can take it or not. But we do see many groups, even in the small group segment, that are adding additional lines of coverage to be able to compete with the larger counterparts just because right now for the job market, mm. it's so so hard to, to find good folks. And do you have market data on kind of what different companies offer like generally what categories of sizes do maybe yeah we, i mean and we we have benchmarking data it right. is it is hard because it's so industry specific uh, uh you know you have certain industries that are so tight that they have to their rates have to be so low for their employees because in order to compete for staff and then you have others who they might be an outlier in their industry where no one else in their industry offers benefits but they do and and they're reaping the rewards of that in the form mm. of retention rates and and uh and having you know longevity just of, of their employee population versus the turnover that other peers in, in their industry have. So, um, But we, we for sure can do benchmarking data to help determine, is your deductible in the right place? You know, what are your, who is your competition? And then what are they offering for benefits? Is it something that you need to, you know, to expand your package on? Okay. So if you're out there and listening and you're saying, hey, I'm struggling, as so many of us are right now with getting and retaining good employees, or maybe I just want to take better care of my employees. What is something I can do? Or I'm not sure if I have the best plan. Maybe I have a, a, a plan. Get yourself a local uh, consultant for this, a local insurance agent who's plugged into your market and who really does a good job of 
providing service and helping you walk through these things. I mean, I can only imagine trying to navigate this without somebody telling me that a major carrier's contract is coming up with the local hospital soon or without helping me and my employees to understand how to use the benefits or without helping me benchmark. So if you need somebody great in that regard, yeah, Brett Fowler's right here. It doesn't <laughs> get much better than, than him. So give them a call at Turner Wynn Smith. So let me ask, I want one more thing, you know, Brett, we, our audience is business owners. We, we love to help them learn and have resources that are going to help them. And one thing I like to think about in, in leadership and in sales, and you are in sales, you're selling insurance policies. And what are some keys to that? Because I, one thing that strikes through with you that I think is with so many other great folks is that you're so much more of a consultant than what people think of a salesperson. How do you look at your role? Yeah, our role has really changed. The industry market, uh, insurance industry market has gone from us just a sales standpoint, having a good relationship to a very consultative mm-hmm. uh, basis. And that's where we wanted it to, to go. We, right. we want people to see us on that level. And, and that's been, been something that we've, the market has advocated for, but that we, we've tried to do locally. And, you know, I think it's an important part of business. At the end of the day, as I mentioned earlier, these are people that we're going to see out in the community. Uh, so if we have somebody come to us, I want to make sure that we're giving the best advice. Um, you know, and it, it might be one of those things where it, it's late nights and early mornings to get them what they need. But at the end of the day, uh, we want to be the resource for, you know, for this, this area. I love that. You need a consultant. You need somebody who's not just slinging price around, and that's the end of the value. You really do get what you pay for. And ultimately, if you're with a quality agent, a quality consultant, you're going to end up paying less over time because that advice uh, that advice is worthwhile. Um, so I would just say to all you out there, be thinking about this. I hope that this is helpful to you as you navigate uh, the current employment climate, as you navigate the current healthcare climate. And uh, one thing I can tell you is that regulations will continue to change. The healthcare environment uh, will continue to change. So go and get an, an excellent uh, consultant and partner like uh, Brett and the great folks at Turner Winsmith Insurance. So Brett, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, to all you out there running your businesses, fighting the good fight, we applaud you. Thank you for listening to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, and we will so look forward to uh, dialing in with you again next week. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time and remember to support our local businesses.